and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we're talking about redefining healing. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the podcast. And almost Merry Christmas. Holy cow, this month has gone by so fast. Um, I just feel like in party mode today. I'm like just wanted to listen to music. I'm so excited to get to see family and celebrate the holiday and does anyone else kind of feel that? Like by this point, it's like, okay, I'm ready to check out. <laughs> okay, when you're listening to this, this is gonna be like right before Christmas. So hopefully you're off by now. If you're working, I hope you get some downtime to still enjoy some of the holiday with your family, your loved ones. Today, I want to talk to you guys about something very important. I wanna talk about healing from relationship anxiety and some common misconceptions we have. We have an idea of what healing is going to look like and have this picture in our mind that is often actually painted a little bit by anxiety. And so I think it's very important to define what healing really looks like. Um, But before we dive into it, I gotta do a listener shout out. So today's listener review is from T. Wagner 12. And this person wrote, I didn't know I had relationship anxiety. I just thought there were problems with myself and my partner in my relationship that couldn't be fixed. This podcast truly transformed my thinking. I'm so grateful for the wisdom and insights and the camaraderie of simply hearing that other people think the same thoughts as I do. Thank you, Miguel. Thank you so much for taking that time to leave that review. Now, let's talk. Let's talk about healing and what it looks like. So... A lot of times, healing really is very counterintuitive to what we imagine. We have this picture of what we think it will look like, and we got to understand what it actually will look like. And a lot of times, what we conjure up in our head is the very thing that is actually fueling our anxiety in the first place. The very goal that you have is part of what's giving you anxiety right now. What you think you're working towards is part of what is keeping you stuck. So much like, I wanna compare this to health for a second because I think sometimes it's a little easier for us to wrap our brains around our physical health than our mental health, is I want you to almost imagine a lot of times the way we might approach having a healthier body is our goal is to lose weight and restrict calories in order to become thinner. And that focus on that goal, for some people can work, but often can actually make it very, very hard to lose and maintain the weight level that you've achieved. We're so focused on restriction, restriction, getting skinnier, getting skinnier, that it can actually become counterproductive. We can actually gain weight (laughs) or not lose as quickly or we yo-yo quite a bit, losing weight, gaining weight, because we're so focused on being skinny. We're so focused on restricting calories. And what I've seen with some of my fellow coaches who coach on weight loss, that the more effective goal can be to have ultimately healthy lifestyle 
of taking care of your body, building muscle, building strength, rather than being skinny. And by shifting that goal to being strong versus being skinny, that they're much more likely to achieve it, that they reach their overall end hope of being healthier. And while maybe you lose some weight, maybe you don't, you may not actually be thinner, but yet because of the way your body composition has changed, you might like the way your body looks more. So my point of this is the objective of losing weight, becoming thin, can actually work against us versus focusing on being fit, being strong can actually help you achieve what you're really looking to achieve. And this is exactly how our goals with relationship anxiety are. Often our initial focus is actually what is keeping us from getting where we want to go. So first I want to take you guys through the most common goals we often have with relationship anxiety that I see with my clients when we first start talking and why these goals do not work. (laughs) Okay, so first goal that we often have with relationship anxiety is we want to never have this thought again. That in order for me to stay in my relationship, I have to annihilate my thought of I might not love him enough, or maybe I'm not attracted to him, or maybe he's going to cheat on me. That I have to get rid of those thoughts 100% in order to heal from a relationship anxiety. Now, if your only objective is to not think something, your brain is going to think it more. When we say, don't look, your knee-jerk reaction is to look. When we say, do not imagine a pink elephant, don't picture the ears, the the trunk, the wrinkles, the big pink body, none of it. What does our mind do? Immediately conjures up that image. If your primary goal is to block these thoughts, to get rid of these thoughts, to figure them out so they'll go away, the natural byproduct of that is you're going to have more of those thoughts. The more you do not want to think something, the more your brain is probably going to think it. This is just how our brains work. So when your pure objective is to just get rid of thoughts, if that's your goal, all you're accomplishing there is honestly creating more of them. Okay, second goal is a lot of times we want the feeling of anxiety to be gone and never ever come up again. We just want to feel happy. This goal, very similar to seeking to not have a certain thought, is also our feelings work very similarly, which is the more we try to not feel something, the more we resist a feeling, the more it intensifies. If your primary objective is to escape anxiety and get rid of it, you're going to feel more of it. It's going to (laughs) happen. 
And that is why a lot of times if that's your focus, we actually can kind of build it a little bit more. Our brains and our emotions are very paradoxical. In the real world, the harder you run, the faster you go at something, the more effort you put in, the more output you can get. With our brain and our emotions, the opposite is true. So the more you are fighting a feeling, the more you're fighting a thought, the more you're going to get a both of those. So if your pure objective is to not feel anxiety and that's your focus, you're going to create more anxiety for yourself. It doesn't work. Next, kind of like myth goal that we have a lot of times is once I cure my anxiety, then I will know if this relationship is right or not. Then I will have the answer. So this is just another version of what your brain is doing right now, which is being in anxious mode, trying to solve and figure out for the relationship all the time, which is ultimately fueling your anxiety. The more you're trying to figure out if it's right or not, the more you get trapped in constant ruminating and seeking reassurance. So we picture, okay, I'm going to heal from anxiety, get rid of it, and then I'll finally be able to figure it out. Then I'll finally be able to know. When what we're not realizing is that very mindset of, of needing to know and needing to find the right answer is what is creating your anxiety. So another goal that we often have is once we figure it out, is very similar to wanting to know if it's right or wrong, is once we... Once we solve for our anxiety, we will feel very certain or sure about the future. Once we work through our anxiety, then we are going to know it's going to happen in the future. We're not going to have to worry about it anymore. And again, this is something that desire to be certain about the future, our intolerance for uncertainty in the future, creates anxiety. So when we believe, oh, once I figure out my anxiety, then I'm just going to like be really confident. I'm going to know what's going to happen in the future. I'm going to know this is right. I'm going to be certain about what's happening is really just your anxious brain talking because you cannot be in that mindset and overcome anxiety. That mindset is what's creating it for you. Last goal that a lot of times we focus on is getting feelings of love and attraction to be what they should be. What we always pictured how much love and attraction we should feel in our relationship. Whenever we demand a certain positive feeling, just like demanding getting rid of a negative feeling, it tends to do the opposite. The more we demand feeling love, it doesn't actually create more of it. It actually tends to do the opposite tends to create more feelings of shame, embarrassment, guilt, unworthiness, and not feelings of love. Creates more anxiety. So getting more of those emotions, we think, that's the goal, right? I want to feel that way more. But when we focus on that, we actually tend to notice where we feel like it's lacking. So I want you to even ask yourself, is what is the goal that I've been working towards? 
what have I been trying to accomplish with working on my anxiety? Or maybe you haven't been actively working on it yet. But thinking about where are you wanting it to get? Does it fall into one of these buckets? And is your goal actually being counterproductive for you in the long run? Is your goal actually part of what's fueling your anxiety in the first place? So I want to kind of take you guys through reframing these where our goals can be more useful and something that serves us. So rather than focusing on never having thoughts again, what healing looks like is not being so phased by our thoughts, not being so reactive to them, being able to let go of them. That when a thought pops up, rather than just initially engaging and overanalyzing and trying to figure our anxious thought out about if it's right or he's the one, is we're able to take a step back and understand what's underneath that thought. Why is it coming up for us? What is your brain trying to protect you from? Not that that thought never ever comes up. My brain still randomly throws intrusive thoughts at me. But they don't phase me anymore. They don't scare me. I'm able to let them go. When these thoughts pop up, you can have them come and you can let them go. And a natural byproduct of that is you think these thoughts less and less. Over time, a byproduct of not being so reactive or afraid of these thoughts is these thoughts really become honestly irrelevant and not coming up in your brain at all. So just like if we focus on building muscle, rather than getting skinny, you might really like the way your body looks more and maybe a natural byproduct is you become thinner but the focus is so much healthier and a better way to get there. So similarly, that is how being able to be less afraid of these thoughts, less reactive to them, understanding them more, over time does equate to less of these thoughts or them not popping up. No 100% guarantee your brain's never ever gonna think it again But the difference is you're not so terrified of them, so we don't have to try so hard to get rid of them now because these thoughts are like white noise. They're irrelevant. So the second goal of feeling anxiety, never feeling anxiety, and having it never come up, and you're human. So we are going to have anxiety pop up. But what healing looks like is the feeling of anxiety we are more at peace with. When anxiety pops up, it doesn't freak us out so much. The feeling isn't so overwhelming and intense. We know how to cultivate safety within ourselves, even when that feeling comes up. We know how to move through the anxiety rather than getting stuck in it. And over time, our anxiety does become less intense, but not through our focus of getting rid of it. 
but by becoming comfortable with it, by knowing what to do with it, by being able to have that feeling come up and still know that you're safe. So next goal that we focus on is once we figure out anxiety, we're going to know if it's right or wrong. What healing really looks like there is rather than us trying to figure out if it's right or wrong, is we're no longer looking to solve for the rightness or wrongness of the relationship. We've let go of the idea that there's one absolute right choice within your relationship or one absolute wrong one. That we're not trying to figure out or prove it to be right or wrong anymore. Rather, you're allowing yourself to be in the relationship, to experience the relationship for what it is, to be fully present rather than constantly solving. So it's not that once you cure anxiety, ta-da, now you know, okay, this is right or this is wrong. It's that your whole paradigm has shifted. The whole way you look at decisions is different. You're not evaluating your decisions to be right or wrong as much as knowing I can make a decision and I can go make good out of it. I can make a decision and I'm the one who makes it right. I don't need to figure out if the decision itself is right. We are more comfortable with our ability to choose and make the most of it. We understand that there isn't just one right or wrong answer. We see our relationship with so much more nuance than that. Our goal of being no longer uncertain but feeling certain about the future and your decision, what happens when you heal from anxiety is not that. What happens is you become more comfortable and feeling safe with the presence of unknowns. We don't eliminate them. We don't get rid of the possibility of things you don't want happening in your future from happening because we can't do that. What we do is we help you feel safe and calm in the presence of not knowing what's going to happen. We don't need that certainty anymore. We're allowing for things to be unknown in your future. Our last goal that a lot of times we focus on is wanting to feel more attraction, more love, more happiness. When we've really healed from anxiety, It's not feeling just all those positive feelings. What it is, is feeling more in general. We're much more comfortable with our experience of all emotions. Of not just those positive ones that we want so much. Like we create more room for those, but also a lot of the negative ones. We see more nuance within love. We see love isn't this simple thing where I just feel it all the time or not. We understand that love is so much more complex than that. And that there are a lot of different emotions that come along with the package of being in a human relationship. You start defining what love looks like for you rather than trying to get your relationship to match this unintentional fantasy 
these cultural expectations, family expectations, you've just been told your relationship should look like and we've just taken them on. We don't figure out how to get our relationship to look like that. When you've really healed, you've written the definition for yourself. You've decided what love looks like for you in a way that's useful and realistic and feels attainable. Rather than this bar that everyone falls short of. So healing doesn't look like changing all of your feelings in your relationship to match the perfect magical butterflies and love and constant feeling we should have. It looks like being able to be more comfortable with the uncomfortable feelings and seeing love as more than just this perfect rainbows and butterflies. Being able to redefine love as a more human experience than that, than perfection. Rather than we've achieved this goal and now we feel love and attraction all the time is we've reframed our perspective to knowing it's okay to not feel those feelings all the time and genuinely believing that. So last thing I want to leave with you guys is I think another common overall misconception we have with working with anxiety is there's an end point that I'm going to arrive at this place where everything is just amazing and perfect. And I think that narrative can, while it might drive us to work on anxiety, can set us up in the wrong way. Because the thing is, you are human. I am human. We will always have aspects of ourself to work on, things to heal, ways we look at the world that are not useful to us. So rather than expecting ourselves, in this life at least, to get to this perfect place where we're 100% healed, is knowing like this is going to be a journey and a process and I'm going to see progress and growth and there's always going to be more to do and that's okay. Rather than getting hard on ourselves and beating ourselves for not arriving yet. Because I don't think we ever arrive to that perfection place in this life. I think that's part of what this life is about. Is continuously working on our imperfections. So if the idea of healing and working towards these goals like lit something up inside of you, you feel a readiness to do this work. I want to invite you to sign up for a consult, to get on my wait list, to work together, to start this process of healing and totally shifting your relationship with anxiety, your partner, yourself. So if that's something you're interested in, go to mikelkristen.com. Again, you'll want to do it sooner than later so you can get on my wait list. I do have limited spots available. And especially as we approach the new year and us having a baby, I will be taking maternity leave. So if you know this is something you want, now's the time. Don't put off your healing any longer. Merry, Merry Christmas. You guys have a beautiful holiday and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Bye.